Okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome to the latest Energize show. Uh, I'm obviously here with the main man, Roscoe, but we have a special <laughs> guest today. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Let's go! Stephen, welcome to Ireland. What's, Thank you. What's your Irish experience like? It's been amazing, man. I'm first time to, uh, to Ireland, spent two days in Dublin, uh, had some uh, social media obligations we did, we did there, and then um, ended up coming here. It's amazing, man. Fans have been unbelievable. Yeah. So, uh, and... I was told when I come here, I got to drink the Guinness. Did you and have it one? Is, it's different. It's, it's definitely way better than it is in the States. So. Did you have one? Oh, I had like seven. Did you? So, yeah, it's amazing. Well, you look fresh. And the coffee. You look fresh. And, and the coffee is always better than America, too. The coffee well, is amazing. Especially when it's an Irish one. Oh, you know? the Irish coffee is the best. Yeah. Yeah, Did you man. try any of the whiskey? I haven't yet. So, I, I, uh, I've always wanted to like whiskey or scotch. So I've always I have like a bottle at home. Every time I sip on it, I don't like it. <laughs> I gotta train the palate. You know what I mean? I gotta train the palate. We can work on it. We can okay. work on it. We Sounds like a plan. Speaking of you gotta tell me your go-to whiskey or. Yeah. Well, you see, Ross works with Jameson. I, I work ah, with Jameson whiskey, so like. Shut your butt. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I actually tried to DM you when you were in Dublin, being like, "Oh, spin on boy," yeah. but. Uh, you left me on scene, man. I'm sorry. Gave me the blue ticks I'm on sorry. WhatsApp, man. Well, <laughs> oh, was it? Are you on what? See, I can't get my WhatsApp to, be, to, to work. Oh, shock. I can't get my WhatsApp to work. I haven't worked That's it. That's such a lie, man. You can't lie. I swear. Come on, I saw two Dude. blue ticks. I right, saw two blue it, ticks. Check it, check uh, it. So <laughs> I, they, they give you that six-digit code or whatever. Yeah. And it wouldn't send me the text. Because oh. I was on Wi-Fi. Maybe it says I was on Wi-Fi. In, in fairness, um, okay. when we were we were actually at your uh, UFC 217 fight against Jorge Masvidal, we were in New York. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Which, that win looks way better now than ever, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, it actually yeah. does. 100%. Um, and we, what's called, I actually won a fan competition for like knowing the most about UFC at the time. So Bruce you're Buffer announced me on stage. You're an MMA connoisseur. Absolutely, absolutely. Like test, uh, test them there. Well, that's the thing. I, I'm horrible at it. I was on an Arohawani show one time, and it was like a live event. And it was me, Stipe Miocic. You had Ben Askren. You had several other MMA fighters, and it was MMA. I'm horrible at MMA trivia because I do it, I guess. I don't study it at all because I pretty much immerse my whole life into you live MMA. It. You live it, yeah. So, you know, if, the, if UFC fights are on, I won't watch it unless there's somebody I, I want to see, uh, you know, Fight somebody I, I'm a fan of. Like, so like, I'm who, horrible. Who? If it's not Harry Potter trivia, I'm horrible. Yeah, but who who would have to be fighting for you to tune in? Oh man, sounds so like only a handful of people, is it? Definitely, yeah. Chris Wyman, obviously, he's yeah. kind of like family. He's family now. Yeah. Uh, okay, my my brother ended up marrying his sister. So I thought, I thought you married his sister. No, 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 no. Right. So you heard it here first. I no. would, yeah, I would go. I would go out there. So you didn't ask her to marry her after you got with her. I didn't. I, it wasn't me. That's it, very it, you, Steve. <laughs> man. That's very you. It was my brother. It was my brother. They have a, a, a baby and one on the way. Oh, cool. So she lives in South Carolina. So I got to put up with his ass now. In Paris, I saw a really cute photo on Instagram of uh, you uh, or Chris hold, holding your stomach. Oh, yeah. I saw that. It was very funny. Well, what was funny was I, I was in uh, New York City getting ready for a fight. I think Chris was getting ready for a fight. So I kind of chimed in on their family photos they had scheduled. Yeah. So we decided to have some fun with it. Yeah, what, why not? Why so everybody's not? like... Uh, are they a couple? Like, like seriously, are they a couple? We're like, no, we're just messing around. Do, do you have any kids yourself? I don't, man. I, I've got 12 nieces and nephews, yeah. but none of my own yet. So everybody's looking at me like, all right, Stephen, we're waiting on you, man. But, you know, i got a small window to kind of do what I want to do with the MMA and traveling. And, yeah. you know, I don't want any distractions. I'm trying to go for that title again. And, you know, I'm ranked number six yeah. right now. And 
Hopefully we'll get something happening in, in either May or June. Don't know who yet, but yeah. I told the UFC, give me a top five guy or give me a name, and we'll go from there. So um, yeah. uh, we'll in, see. In terms of that, what is your path to the title? Who do you fight, and then who do you fight to get the title shot? We'll see. And, th and then on top of that, how do you see yourself stacking up against Kamaru Usman? Well, see, that's the thing. Like, you know, for me at rank number six, I would have to go hard in order to make that, that title run. So either, you know, I know me and Colby Covington don't have anything coming up. I know he's coming off an injury. So, so am I. I had two broken hands my last fight. Yeah. So but that's an option. But it's really up to the UFC and what they want, really. Um, and, you know, maybe one or two more fights, spectacular wins. I'll maybe get that title shot. Maybe a rematch with Masvidal if he'll, if he'll take it. You know, the NMF versus the BMF. But we'll see. <laughs> I know he's going. It's not. It's not official yet. You know. I think they're still waiting on contracts to be signed. But I'm pretty sure that he's uh, he's getting that next shot. It looks like it. Yeah. yeah. It, it will be actually quite hard for Kobe Covington to say something bad about you, wouldn't it? I'll That's the thing. I mean, he'll, he'll yeah. He'll 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 come up with something stupid. Uh, you know what I mean? I mean, you got guys who've got the gift of gab. You know, and who are pretty good at you know talking trash and. And very crafty with it. He's not that guy. You know, what? the stuff that comes out of his mouth, I just want to poke him in the eye. You know what I mean? Do you don't think that's sort of good for the sport? Just the way it makes more entertaining. And yeah, People actually I want think to watch so. his fights. Right. There's some fighters who are like way better, but they don't garner that much attention, and you're missing out on watching that stuff. I remember the first time I saw your fight as well. I was like, that style is fucking class, man. It's just... You know what I mean? It's not like, a, like no offense to the wrestlers, but they just they take it down and people get sort of bored. But the way you're stand up, uh, I was like, oh, it's slick. Well, thank you. No, that's, that's yeah. you know, my I, I grew up doing karate. I yeah. still train karate every day. We have a gym back home. We've been open for 37 years. We've got grandkids of grandparents that took from us. So oh. three generations of martial artists and come you, through there. And you drive the bus around as well, picking up the kids? Oh, yeah, I do, man. I, I, we have an after-school program. I'm out there driving a bus, man, picking up kids from school. Yeah. So that's my jam. I, I can stop fighting right now and just just uh, teach karate, teach, yeah. teach, you know, train MMA, jiu-jitsu, wrestling, mm -hmm. kickboxing. That, and for me, I've got two brothers and two sisters. It was mandatory for us. It, yeah, training martial arts was just as important as our education, yeah. you know? So and that's through your dad, yeah? That's from my dad. Uh, my dad fought back in the 70s and 80s. What about your mom? Does it, was your mom into that? My mom, she was a third-degree black belt as well. We tested for our third-degree black belt together, and it was an eight-hour exam. Oh and the first hour, she broke her thumb and dislocated her shoulder. Because you hit her? Finished it. Because you uh, hit her? No, no. I, I, I actually fought the guy that did that to her, and I messed him up pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> so did you get for hit my mom? <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I was like 17 at the time, uh, but yeah, man, they were my, they were my inspiration to, to to start competing. My dad and my sister before me, she kicked my ass for years. Yeah. She she was uh, she was the reason I started training kickboxing. She needed a sparring partner, and of course, what better sparring partner than her younger brother, me? And I thought I was horrible at kickboxing because I'm getting beat up by this girl, yeah. you know. Yeah. So my dad, to show me that I was better than what I thought I was, my very first fight, I was 15 years old. I looked like I was 12. I fought a guy who was 20 and 0. He was 26 years old. So my dad threw me to the dogs on that one, you know. Yeah. Anyway, I ended up beating the brakes off the guy. Is it, is and that's how I ended up getting the nickname Wonder Boy. Yeah, is your sister called Wonder Girl? No, <laughs> no. Uh, she was the golden girl. Golden girl. She was golden girl, yeah. You her, well, her favorite boxer was uh, Oscar De La Hoya at the time. He was the golden boy. Yeah, yeah. So she was, she was definitely the golden girl. You went 37-0 in your kickboxing career, didn't you? Yep, 37-0 uh, in kickboxing. And I uh, had 
uh, is that 43? My dad knows my record better than I do. I don't, I don't care. I don't keep up with it. But I'm 30, uh, 37 knockouts. Yeah. Well, Jesus. So that's very, very impressive. I was 57 and 0 altogether. And then with uh, with uh, thirty seven knockouts. Oh, 37 knockouts. I'm selling. I'm, I'm underselling you here. I'm underselling <laughs> you here. Come here. What what do you like to do in your downtime? Me? Well, number one, I work at the gym. I'm there. I live there. I'm what you call a dojo rat. I live at the gym. You know, I'm training. My 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 mom, my dad works there. My brother, my cousins, my aunt. It's a family business. We got 750 students. Uh, most of them are kids, which is another reason why, inside and outside of the octagon, you know, I try to. You know, show that modesty and courtesy, integrity, self-control, perseverance, showing that indomitable spirit because I got 600 kids that watch every move I make, you know? Mm, And I know what the martial arts has done for me, not just as a martial artist, but being a good man. And I want to give that back, you know? That's a good way to be. But, uh, you know, I'm into cars, man. I've got a... I've got a, we've got a collection of cars, me and my family both. My brother, he's got a GTR. My dad's got a uh, 69 Chevrolet Impala. I've got a 1,300 horsepower Toyota Supra. Yeah. That I take to the drag strip and tinker with, so uh, yeah, the car is my jam. Yeah, can we look back at some of your fights as well, right? Because um, like UFC Dublin is coming up, and I know I asked you yesterday, would you be interested in headlining? I know now you want to like look for some of the top five, but because you went to Liverpool and fought Darren Till, now looking back at that fight, myself and Ross actually thought you won that, and I'm not even messing because it's it was great for the European scene that yeah. you won. Okay, that's 100 percent true, but we were both like. You won that because we were in London at the time, and we were like, "Here, uh, we think you won that." And then y'all were there. Y'all, y'all weren't there. No, 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 we're, no in we were London? in London. Yeah. We watched it in a bar in London. We were like, "Right, we what? We no offense to you, but like, like for, like for our show to grow, for the people to be interested." For the European in, scene, it was like almost better for Darren Till to yeah. win at the time. Right, yeah, right. But when yeah. we were watching it, I sat there and went, "Geez, Darren wasn't that great," and I was like, "Oh, Wonderboy definitely won that." Yeah. And then when they called out the Georgia scorecards, I was like. Nah, didn't yeah. agree. So does that mean you, you you wouldn't be interested in going into like someone's backyard again? You know? No, I think it was just the whole situation when it came to Darren Till. Like you know, I was ranked number one before I even I was getting ready to fight um, George Masvidal. I was in New York City, and I was like, they were asked, "Hey, would you would you win? Would you mind? Would you want to fight Darren Till?" Like they wanted me to fight Darren Till before I even had my fight with Masvidal. So I think it was just the UFC trying to push him because I know Michael Bismick was on his way out. Yeah. yeah. So they really didn't have a whole lot of people from from Europe to really promote. And you got this young kid who's who definitely got the gift of gab for sure. Yeah. And uh, he's an exciting fighter. He just beat, uh, uh, I think it was Cerrone. Yeah, Cowboy, but that yeah. was pretty much the only guy I knew he fought. Like, there was nobody else that I mm. knew of that, you know, that notable that he's fought. Yeah. You know, me being a fighter, of course, I'd be like, yeah, you know, I'll fight anybody, right? Yeah. And directly after that fight, they were like, hey, you, you're fighting Darren Till in, in, in Liverpool. I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> no, I'm not. You know, I was ranked number one. He was nine. No, I'm not. <laughs> no. And, and then I was like, you know, I want to I want to keep moving forward. You know, I just had those controversial win, uh, uh, yeah. loss against uh, Tyron Woodley. I want to, yeah. you know, give me somebody in the top five. And they're like, no, you're fighting him. I'm like, well. I was like, well, we'll have to, <laughs> uh, nice. we'll have to re- re- renegotiate some of the, some stuff on my contract then, you know? Yeah, because we saw and that. And then I end up flying there. there. The guy doesn't make weight. No, yeah. badly as well. He has an hour to get the, the weight off. He comes back even heavier. So it's like it's, the guy didn't even care, you know? And the UFC well, was like, What, what was going through your head then? Because, like, that must have been a mindful. You know, I was like, well, it was one of those things like, okay, uh, like, enter my head. 
I know I knew why I was there, mm. you know, to yeah. Yeah. to push this guy up. Yeah. You know, but I. What, what were you getting out of it though? If you're Liverpool fan. Payday. <laughs> yeah, I mean a bigger I payday, but I, payday, I mean though. nothing really that that it was. That's why I didn't want to take the fight to begin with because yeah. it was going to do nothing for me. That's the thing. You know, mm. so um, he 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 has an hour to get it off. Doesn't make weight, so I'm like, oh man. Everybody on social media was like, don't fight, don't take the fight. But I was like, listen, man, I came all the way to Liverpool. Yeah, you're already there. Fans are, are excited because I was there two weeks before the fight just to get acclimated. Were mm, you? Yes, and the fans were amazing, man. Everybody was great, yeah. you know. Great Even fans. when they all booed me walking out, I had a smile on my face because yeah. I'm never the bad guy anywhere, you know. So it was cool to be on that side. You came out second, didn't you? I, I Did I come out second? I don't remember. Well, you I, were there. like. <laughs> I don't remember. Did, did y'all see that fight? Did I come out second or first? You must have come out second. You were. I had to come right. out second, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so, like that entrance with Aaron Till, that's like a boil. It was awesome. Yeah. What were you like? What were you doing? Like, I, I was in the back, like this you're is nuts, sick. man. This you're is crazy. Away, like, I was, I, you know. I listen. I listen to. Uh, <laughs> I walk out to uh, Jack Black, Tenacious D, yeah. Yeah, Wonder yeah, Boy, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's not a. It's not a. It's not a song that fires you up, but it puts a smile on my face, and that fits perfectly for somebody like me, you know. Yeah. It always calms me down too, because everybody loves that song. So when I came out, I didn't even hear my song. All I heard was booze. But at the same time, they're like, what's up, man? High-fiving me. Boo! Like, shake my hand, man. But they were booing me, but it was like they weren't yeah, really they were booing like, me. I, I you know? They were like fake booing me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Don't beat our guy, but also we love you. <laughs> yeah. It was great, man. I had a great time, but I knew. I, I, it, during that fight, I think it was the first or second round, he ends up sidekicking me in the knee. I end up tearing my MCL right off the bat. And I've had four knee surgeries on my left and two on my right. I tore every ligament in my left leg. I was out for three years. And the first thing that went was my MCL. Then my ACL tore after. So all that was going through my head. I knew because I heard it pop when he sidekicked me in the knee. And then I just felt really unstable. So I wasn't able to angle off, wasn't able to move like I normally do. So I, I basically had to wait for him to throw and then counter back with like five more shots just to try and outpoint him, you know? Yeah. And uh, it, it, was, it wasn't enough, you know. I, I felt like I won it. Uh, yeah. I know the guys on the Fox panel, Michael Bisming thought I won it. There's a lot of people thought I did. But it is what it is, man. I, I'm, I'm along for the ride. My goal is to fight the best guys in the world. And he was one, he, he's one of them. Look at him now. He's still being pushed, especially at 185. He did, he did very well against um, uh, Kevin Gastelum. Yeah. yeah. You so. could have killed that hype train, though. Yeah, I mean, man. I, 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 I know. It's one of those things I look back on. I was like, man. You know, there's so many things that were that were kind of going on and going through my head during that whole process that, you know, I, I, I'm not the type of guy to make excuses, you know, so yeah. I'll just leave it there. So it, uh, I end up losing the fight. The only fight I I lost that I actually felt like I lost was the, the Pettis when I got just knocked out. Yeah. You know, and it was funny because <laughs> I, I was beating the crap out of the guy. Yeah. And I, all I remember is stepping off the stool after the first round. And I'm like, you know what? His nose is busted up. I'm not going to be a more aggressive this round. Uh, this round. Yeah. That, that's all I remember. Can I ask you a question? Why, well, why, why do you think he took that fight? Because obviously he had to move up a weight division. But what, what do you think he saw in you that he was like, You're talking about Anthony? Yeah. What, what do you think he saw that he was like, right, I can beat Wonderboy? Because um, that, well, that was a big leap for him to take. Because yeah. he dropped down to 145 as well. So it's right. 170. Well, he, he was 155. He used to fight at 145. No, he was, he missed, he was champion. He missed, he missed weight at, weight at 145. Yeah. And uh, I didn't have a fight coming up. I thought I was supposed to fight uh, Ponzinibbio. Uh, that yeah. was my goal. Like, uh, I was yeah. ready to fight this guy. He just didn't take it for some reason. So 
I'm sitting here just waiting on the, the sidelines, waiting for something. And I was actually headed to, I was going snowboarding with my cousin. I get off the plane, my phone's blowing up. I'm like, what's going on? I saw that Anthony Pettis called me out. You know, very respectful way. It was really cool. He's like, he ain't got to fight. I ain't got to fight. Let's make it happen. He's fought at 170 before. So I'm like, shoot, you know, one of the best guys, you know, former champion. Let's do it. I'm ready to rock. I was in the best shape. I was, I was, I was in great shape. And it was in Nashville, only a few hours from where I lived. So my whole town was there to see me get knocked out. <laughs> I was like, why? Why, why there? Uh, you know, it was just one of those things is something that's always been in my head because I've never been knocked out before. Close to 80-something fights, never been knocked out. So it's always been in the back of my head, like, you know, what does it feel like? You know, now I know. It's not that bad. <laughs> do, you think he hit hard, <laughs> do you think he hit harder than the no. Woodley? No, no, definitely not. Woodley no. hit me square in the head, and, like, my face went weird. I was like, uh, when he hit me. <laughs> yeah. When I know I've been hit harder. Mm. His was just right on the money, definitely. you know, I, and which kind of affected me because I know I normally see stuff like that coming. Why did I not see it coming? And then I went back and watched it, and I saw I just, like, which lets me know at all times during a fight, you have to be in position. I was out of position for a split second, and he took advantage of it, you know, bounced yeah. off the cage. And when I, I threw a sidekick, and it glanced off of him, and it squared me up. So when he bounced off the cage, I, did, I couldn't back up fast enough. I tried to check hook him, okay. and he just hit me before I hit him, and that was it. What would you make of that first Woodley fight? I know it was on a huge card, wasn't oh, it? Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, that was probably my favorite fight. Everybody... Most people that I talk to, their favorite fights are fights that they won. Mm. My favorite fight was that one. Oh. When, when I'm, in a, I'm in a situation where, first off, the biggest card ever, UFC 205, yeah. we broke all Madison Square Garden records. Just the athletes and performers that have walked through those halls was amazing. And I, now I'm one of them, three times now. But uh, when I fought Woodley, I was in... I was in uncomfortable situations right where most people would have given up or tapped like you learn a lot about yourself in those situations yeah he had, he had you in a headlock for ages didn't yeah he, he had me in a guillotine round. and it was tight and it, i mean after getting knocked down twice in the fourth round you know and then be able to just fight through that and i try and put myself in uncomfortable situations so i'm comfortable with being in those situations right yeah and then i was locked in that guillotine and i remember being in there and I'm talking to myself like I'm talking to you now. It's weird what you do. I told myself when I was in that guillotine, like, I said, um, all no, these people can't came. Wait to get out of this. <laughs> yeah, basically, I was like, all these people came to watch me fight. I said, I'm. I, I told. I said, I'm not tapping. Yeah. I was ready to go out. You know, I'm not going to tap to this. Yeah. And then, by the when I said that, Kefilo's arms started to get tired. And then when I popped my head out, I went back and watched it because when you're in the cage, you don't hear a thing. All I'm focused on is my opponent, and I can hear my coach, and I can hear my opponent's coach. So I, can, I know what they're saying to him to do. So you train yourself. That takes a lot of fights to be able to be able to do that, you know? And that fight won fight the night that night as well, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's an extra 50 Gs in your back pocket. Did you think that was a draw? Uh, you know, after, like, when I went back or during the situation, I, I thought he won it. Yeah. You know, just from that fourth round. This has happened, this has happened so many like. We've watched so many fights where we're like, right, we think this person won or that person won. This was like the one time where Ross was like, he thought Woodley won, I thought you won. Yeah. And then it was a draw, and it was like, oh, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, you know, being out in the outside, just getting knocked down and being in those situations, like, yeah, he, he got that, you know. But then yeah. I went back and watched it. You know, I, I won the fights, but, you know, he's the one that did a lot of damage, you know. So I don't take that away from him at all. Like, I was 
That's why I raised his hand after because I thought, you know, he should have had the fight. He should have won it. Would you be interested in fighting Rafael Dos Anjos next? Because I always feel when someone beats Dos Anjos, they get a title shot. You know what? That's Which it doesn't make stuff. sense. Of course, rankings don't matter, obviously. I yep. feel like the Fertitta brothers worked very hard to make it a legitimate thing, the rankings. Mm -hmm. Now that the UFC has been sold, I think it was like $4.2 billion How much to an entertainment. Uh, I got half, <laughs> oh, you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Uh, it's, it's going towards that entertainment aspect, mm. which, you know, the game is changing and uh, it's always evolving, especially not just with fighters, but the industry. Mm. So Rafael Sanjo has lost three in a row and he's still ranked. He was still ranked number five at the time before he lost his last one. Yeah, he's ranked number eight. You right know, now. I was ranked number one. I lose one time and I moved to number nine. Yeah, you're six. So I was like, how is this now. guy? I'm six now? Yeah. All right. Yeah. You know, keep trying to keep working my way up, man. But, uh, yeah, I, I tried to get that fight for the longest with Rafael Dos Anjos, and it, he, did, he didn't want to take it, you know. I, and a lot of these guys, uh, it's, I think it's, it's definitely the, my style. It's very hard to prepare for, you know, very difficult. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, like Ponzinibbio didn't want to fight. There have been a lot of guys, Robbie Lawler, who I tried to get a fight with for the past two years. Is not be taking cool. it. Be I cool. thought that would yeah. be a great fight for the fans, for sure. Yeah, definitely, yeah. But, uh, you know, I think it has to do with, you know, Robbie Lawler has taken a lot of damage his year. You know, through just, he's been fighting since he was like 18. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, okay. uh, uh. Yeah, before we just wrap up. Yeah. What, what do you sort of make of the welterweight division now? Um, like, what way do you sort of see it going now in the next? The next There's fight? a lot of really high-level wrestlers in the top five. Yeah. You know, you got Usman and you got Colby Covington. You know, a lot of grapplers as well. But you, you're starting to see these strikers come in, such as, you know, Leon Edwards. Leon Edwards, yeah. Uh, he's pretty good everywhere. Yeah. You know, he fought uh, Vicente Luque and was taking him down and, yeah. you know, controlling him his on the elbow, ground. His elbows are brilliant. He's good everywhere, man. Yeah. His, and brother, his brother's brilliant as well, Fabian Edwards. Say that again? His brother, Fabian Edwards, is brilliant as well. Really? See, who does he fight for? Yeah, Do you Bellator. Know? Bellator. Bellator. He's a middleweight. No way. So he's yeah. bigger. It's yeah. funny how that is. Is he an older brother or younger no, brother? No, younger. younger. Yeah. yeah. See, my I got I got two younger brothers, and I'm the oldest, but I'm the runt. <laughs> I'm the smallest, man. My younger brother's like 280 pounds, and he's he's the one with the he he's better than me. Mm. But I don't know. He just doesn't have a competitive bone in his body. He just doesn't want to do it, which pisses me off. Yeah. If well, there that, if there was one more person, if there, there was one person you want to take on next, and then then the next the, like with potential title shot after, who who would you really oh, like man. to have? Obviously, it would be the champion, you know. Everybody tells me, you know, after that Kobe Covington fight, oh, man, you would crush Usman. But I'm like, listen, he's not going to fight me the same way. He's yeah. going to shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot. But, um, you know, to test myself, most of the guys in my career have been wrestlers that I've been facing. So I'm constantly working on my, you know, having somebody who's good at wrestling like Chris Weidman yeah. in my corner has helped me tremendously. And then being bigger and stronger makes the 170 seem so much easier. You know, but um, I'm not, you know, any of these guys in the top five, I would love to fight for sure. And these guys are there for a reason. So I never take anybody lightly. Um, but, uh, man, it, nobody wants to see the Tyre and me fight again. So, you know, maybe, I don't know, Usman, they're fighting in London, I think. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if Ed, Edwards wins, that would be awesome. Uh, Kobe so, Covington, I, like I said, I know he's coming off an injury as well. Yeah. So. So Wonderboy versus Co Covington is next. Hey, man, it possibly. You never know. Yes. You never know. That would be a good fight for sure. Stephen, thanks a million for coming on our show. Anytime. Um, stay energized. And yeah, uh, thanks, thanks everyone for watching. Thanks for having me tuning in. Thank you. Appreciate you guys coming out and, and, and supporting FightCon. 
you know, and hopefully I'll be back out here again next year, you know, and I'll be over here signing autographs in a bit. So would love to see all you guys and, and you Come know, sign see Dublin. Oh, dude, that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going to talk to my manager when I get back and see if, if I'm not fighting, I want to be there. And I'll supply the whiskey. All right. Sounds <laughs> like a plan to me. Let's go. Steven, thanks, Bill. Thanks, thanks guys. Thank I appreciate you. it.